Hello guys and welcome back to the Let's Get Real podcast with your hosts Claudia and Grace. So today we're going to be interviewing, well I'm going to be interviewing Grace and talking about your journey with chronic fatigue. Yeah. Um, or is it known as ME? Yeah, so chronic fatigue and ME. So they're both the same. Also, happy new year yes, everyone. Happy new year. How are you all? I feel like we haven't done a podcast in so long. I know, it's really annoying because I wish I could like talk talk to you like to you guys and like be like how are you tell me about your new year but that's not how podcasts work no (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I hope you all had a lovely new year and Christmas yes definitely how was yours because we haven't actually seen each other in like three weeks which is the longest we've ever been apart (laughs) because normally like we see each other every week sometimes even twice yeah twice three times a week sometimes and then over Christmas like we just didn't see each other at all yeah it was, it was just so weird like yeah it was so sad <laughs> we're back to it we're back filming yeah um back into the routine of it I mean we had like a backlog anyway exactly but but pretty much now so we're filming this a day before it's being released um and apart from one other of our guests they're all all of the ones that you will now be hearing uh being filmed in 2022 which is so yeah. exciting oh my gosh 2010 I can't even speak. 2022 sounds so weird to say. I know, it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's just, it's so weird. By the same time, I'm excited for a new year. Mm. I'm excited, like, to see how the podcast progresses. I know. I hope, like, we started this just before the end of 2021. Yeah. So I'm so excited to see where we're at one year from starting. I know. That's going to be mad. And I don't know, what well, if you're watching you will have noticed we've got new microphones yes um we, we look like little like tv <laughs> news presenters <laughs> literally um yeah we hope the sound quality is way better than it was before we did have some feedback about the sound quality of some of them um which we did realize um yeah we we heard it listening back ourselves obviously because we had a backlog we'd already recorded them so we kind of yeah. had to put them out anyway yeah. um I mean, you can still hear us. It's just, you know, but we're learning. We've never done a podcast before. Exactly. So, um, yeah. So thank you so much for all of the Yeah, we really appreciate it. Because now we've invested in some cute little microphones. Yeah, I like them. Yeah, I think they're cute, aren't they? (laughs) We now have our own rather than like sharing one. Exactly. So hopefully sound quality is going to be better for you guys to listen to our lovely voices. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So... Tell me a bit about your background and your experience with chronic fatigue, like how it came about or have you always had it? Yeah, so I haven't always had it, but I've had it since I was a little girl. So I was diagnosed formally when I was eight years old, which, yeah, so I'm now 23 years old. So I've had it a very long time. Um, And it's actually quite funny because, so it is kind of a gender a gender biased um illness so more females get it than males okay um but they don't tend to get it as young as I was when I got it so that was quite um different I guess so the way that I found out was actually it was pretty traumatic looking back now but obviously as an eight-year-old as well (laughs) yeah as an eight-year-old I didn't know what was going on um but basically one evening uh my whole body just uh basically collapsed I collapsed on the floor almost like fainting but I was aware what was going on because my whole body was in 
excruciating pain basically um yeah I know <laughs> that is so sad. I know um and yeah I didn't really understand what was going on I was in ex- excruciating pain I was just in my bedroom at the time and um it felt like I don't know it felt like someone was like doing like a Chinese burn but all over my body like is that it felt like someone who was really strong was squeezing every single inch of my body it like I can't describe the pain it was like crazy um and obviously my parents found me they and obviously being eight years old my dad kind of picked me up and as he touched me like so as he like touched any part of my skin it felt like someone was like punching me like I can't describe my whole body almost like shut down in a way it was awful so um we went to hospital uh and they were amazing they did so many tests and everything um I remember even like to this day I'm okay with blood tests now but I remember that when I was eight years old I was there and I was sat having these blood tests and it went on and on and on because they just did not know what was wrong with me so they had to get so much blood and I remember just sitting there and I remember actually thinking at the time like I'm not gonna have any blood left (laughs) (laughs) which obviously I just didn't know when I was little did I I was like what's going on and so there were all of these things that they like just weren't sure what it was so like glandular fever and there were all of these kind of different things that they had to try and rule out in the end um I got diagnosed with post-viral fatigue syndrome so um I think post-viral fatigue is probably the most common type of chronic fatigue or ME. Um, It's usually when you've had some kind of virus in your body that's attacking your body. And kind of the way that I personally describe it is that while my body is there trying to fight off the virus, so whether it's like a cough, a cold, whatever, um, I'm kind of putting all of, it's kind of like I'm putting all of my energy into fighting that virus off. So there's not enough energy left for me. So that's where the extreme fatigue comes. So do you remember being ill before you collapsed? Like, Well, so this is the thing. So I had, when I had collapsed, I had just come back from holiday. And on holiday, I had, the only thing that we can actually think of that it could have been is that I had a really bad rash all over my body that we just assume was like a heat rash like anyone would get when they'd go to like a hot country so that's the only thing that the doctors can think it could have been that could have triggered it but chronic fatigue is such like a difficult illness and it's completely invisible in the sense like you can't look at someone and say oh they've got chronic fatigue yeah so it's so difficult to pinpoint exactly like how it came to be so since having that I then went back to school, tried to have as normal life as possible. Actually, I should probably say that when I did have it, I was off school. So once I had that collapse, I actually was off school for quite a while, um, mainly because straight after the collapse, I could actually walk. Oh, my God. Yeah. So my body was in so much pain. It was so weak that I physically couldn't hold myself up to walk. Um, I was sleeping all the time. I literally, it like I was like wiped out. Like I literally had no energy whatsoever. So when I finally did go back to school, it was quite challenging because I had obviously missed a lot of school, but also I was only eight years old. So yeah, like it's not, it's not the end of the world. Um, but this kind of kept happening 
every single year, multiple times a year. So then when you add that up, so not only is it every few months I'd have a collapse, but then, or a crash, I think that's what like lots of other people would call it as a crash. Um, But then that would normally wipe me out and like, I'd not be able to walk for a few months. And then I'd slowly have to like start to learn how to walk. I'd have little crutches, like little children's crutches helping me. Um, And then like, I'd finally be better. And then I'd be back in school again, just catching up as much as I could. And then all of that, which obviously, like I said, when you're younger, obviously school is important, but it's not like the be all and end all. You don't have like GCSEs, exams, all of that kind of stuff. You miss being at school or did you enjoy like being at home? I don't remember from like when I was like eight years old. Like I don't remember that at all. Um, I'm sure there was obviously a part of me that liked being at home, but I found it quite difficult as well because I'd go and like even because bear in mind this happens or my chronic fatigue I've still got now. So these episodes would have have happened like every single year that I've been at school yeah so when I was younger it kind of didn't really affect me too much but then like I in particular noticed it as I got older I'd be off for ages and then I come back and everything just seemed different and and like friends who were friends weren't friends anymore and like all of that kind of stuff so I was like what's like what's going on I felt like I had missed so much so like trying to get back into the swing of it was like quite challenging and then I felt like once I got back into the swing of it I'd have another collapse and I'd be off again. So it was just like trying to like keep up with everything going on. How are your teachers with it? Like, could they understand? <laughs> the teachers were interesting. I had, you know what? I will give some of them credit. I had some amazing teachers who really, really helped me. They understood. They would do everything in their power to like try and help me catch up and like keep up yeah. today. I also obviously had some teachers that just didn't understand. So. With chronic fatigue, I'd say one of the biggest things is that lots of people just don't get it. They can't see anything wrong with you. And especially when I was seriously ill, I obviously wasn't well enough to go into school. So like no one ever saw me that unwell. Yeah. They would just see me when I came back and they'd be like, well, she's been gone for a couple of months. Where has she been or, or whatever? So I think it was quite difficult for them to understand. And when the, or like the most common thing that I get a lot is you say to people oh I have chronic fatigue and the response I get back is oh yeah I get tired sometimes oh my gosh <laughs> which like I don't mind people saying like it's completely yeah, understandable it be annoying because it's like I mean they clearly just don't understand what it is yeah exactly at the same time it's like you're going through all of that and people just think that you're what you're just a bit tired like, yeah yeah like and that's the thing I think when I was younger it used to upset me more and like annoy me more whereas now I've just kind of accepted it and I completely get like of course if you haven't experienced something how are you supposed to know what it is like you're not going to know are you but yeah (laughs) right so as you got older did your symptoms get better or yeah because I know now I don't think you've yeah I haven't so yeah I haven't had a collapse since um since the beginning of my gap year so after I left school so that would have been I want to say 2017 okay so which is amazing because it's obviously now 2022 so it's been quite a long time since I've had a proper proper collapse um so yeah my symptoms have definitely got better so I'll probably I'll quickly like run over what symptoms I have um bearing in mind that everything I say in this podcast it's all about my personal experience and I 
well, I've now met quite a few other people who actually have chronic fatigue and some of their um, experiences are so similar to mine and others are really, really different. So yeah, yeah just just in case I'm not claiming to be an expert or anything guys disclaimer yeah disclaimer (laughs) I'm not claiming to be an expert I'm just kind of coming at this from my personal experience with it um but yeah the symptoms that I usually get are extreme muscle pain um in particular in my legs like that's the first or that's like usually one of the first symptoms I get is my legs will start to hurt almost like you've got extreme doms um, which is delayed muscle, delayed onset muscle <laughs> soreness. Um, but it's like a slightly different pain to it. It's like more achy. Um, okay. Can you differentiate? Yeah. Well, because you know, yeah. 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 So now I can. When I was um, younger, I couldn't, I probably couldn't so yeah. much. Um, but yeah, I get that. I get um, really bad headaches. Obviously, the extreme fatigue. Yeah. Like that's the like biggest one that I get um then what else oh I get brain fog which is like very like difficult to explain I'd guess so it's not necessarily memory or memory loss yeah but you it's almost like I guess it's like fog so for example, I forget what I, I'll be in the middle of saying a sentence and I'll completely forget what I'm saying. And it will be like the first half of the statement or the sentence is like here in my head. And then the second part is over there, but there's a thick layer of fog in front of it and I just can't like get to it. Yeah. And it's almost like you're in like a bit of a haze sometimes and you just can't like get out of it if that makes sense and how often do you get that is that does it come in episodes or is it like yeah so I think that's the thing with chronic fatigue it's like why it's or one of the reasons why it's really difficult to understand is one second I'll be completely fine like literally completely completely fine and then a few hours later a day later a month later I will not be fine whatsoever yeah and these symptoms come and go whenever they please like I've kind of come now to I've come to like deal with it and know what the symptoms are and like how to manage them I guess um and that's probably how I've prevented having a collapse in the past few years because I kind of really know my body now I know what happens just before I have a collapse so if that if any of those symptoms do happen which is like the muscle soreness the extreme fatigue also I just kind of like I feel like I just know now in my body but I know that sounds really strange, but like, I feel like I've just come to know, um, when that might happen, I just kind of stop, I rest, um, I kind of do everything to look after myself just to prevent a collapse. So obviously you're very into the gym. Yes. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Um, We are fitness girls. We are fitness girls. Um, (laughs) How, how does that kind of affect the chronic fatigue? Does it help? Does it make things worse? Like, yeah, so it's definitely challenging, I'd say. Um, yeah, like obviously it it sounds a bit strange to have something that really like wipes you out, like have an illness that completely wipes you out, makes you so exhausted. And then to go, okay, well, actually I'm going to go off to the gym. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, does your family think like? Not so much my family, but like there's other people. other people who just don't get it and they're like, 
oh well you're capable of doing this but you're not capable of doing that like yeah like and I had that a lot at school a bit judgy yeah I had I had like or like I guess it is judgy but it it came from people just not getting it and yeah. not understanding yeah. um but we can go into that later <laughs> um sorry what was the question <laughs> you see here we go brain, brain fog, fog moment <laughs> um gym does it oh yeah gym you or does it yeah so it does affect me to a certain extent so if I'm going through really like bad periods um of my fatigue then I kind of can't really go to the gym or if I do I've got to do like very minimal amount yeah but I would say um lifting weights has really really helped my chronic fatigue so when I was younger and they've actually changed the guidelines now but when I was younger and this first happened to me um the guidelines on chronic fatigue were that you should do graded exercise therapy in order to help this was usually like in the form of like cardio kind of stuff yeah um anytime when I was younger especially when I was much much younger and I would go and do cardio it like it completely wiped me out so I actually had which I know like lots of people I went to school with they never understood so I wasn't allowed to do cross country which I mean looking back absolute win (laughs) that is so good I know (laughs) there you go there's a benefit that is a positive of having chronic fatigue I was not allowed to do um cross country because when I was at my first school when I was probably like eight nine ten years old I did cross country because like I was having a good time at that point like I felt fine so I did cross country and then I collapsed and I was out for six months maybe I was out for a very very long time so maybe my hate for cardio has like stem from that like in yeah some, you're like, like psychological of, way <laughs> maybe it's scared of collapsing on the treadmill or something no guys like, that maybe. would be very traumatic can I claim that when people say let's do cardio can I be like no <laughs> I mean I would never say let's do cardio <laughs> no exactly this is why we're friends <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so weightlifting has yeah it's helped. really helps like my fatigue makes me feel so weak at times yeah so I think that's one of the things that I love so much about weightlifting and going to the gym is I feel like a strong little badass. Like it's so nice from like going and feeling so weak to actually feeling so capable of doing things. And so like, not just capable, but like doing things well, like thriving a little bit, like doing things like, I would say we're probably a lot stronger than like the general population of like girls our age heights weight and stuff like that and just that I'm like it's such an achievement it's, it's so reward like it must be yeah. so rewarding because obviously like there's been so many months and weeks of your life which you've just been in bed like yeah unable to do anything and then you're hitting bloody 100 kg deadlift like yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah and like stuff like that just makes me feel like so empowered and strong And I think as well, that's why, or that's like one of the reasons why I love doing what I do because it's, I can see how empowered and strong that makes me feel. And it's like, if I can help another girl out there feel that bloody badass, I would love to. I'd love to help. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah, I was about to say, it's a bit deep, but like. (laughs) Um, No, that is very good. Um, What was I going to say? I don't know. Brain fog. fog (laughs) You're having brain fog now. Um, no, I was going to say, so you love strength training. Yeah. Um, does 
the chronic fatigue kind of get in the way of progressing strength wise because obviously you know to get stronger you need to be like increasing weight and stuff if you're kind of doing really well at the gym and then have these like episodes or whatever Mm. and then you can't kind of progress you feel like it just sets you back or like yeah so that's like something that I do find like quite challenging but I think it's the same as anyone else who who goes to gym makes a bunch of progress and then for whatever reason whether it's to do with their motivation or circumstances or a lockdown for example they then miss out on the gym and then there's always going to be that part of you that's a bit annoyed or frustrated yeah that all that progress you did make you've now lost or or not necessarily lost but you've now gone back backwards I guess so that is frustrating for me at times so so for example right now I'm going through a bit of a little bit of an episode I guess of bad chronic fatigue um which means that right now my training is like very sporadic it's I I mean I haven't really properly been to the gym in maybe three weeks or so which is also part of the reason we haven't seen each other either um so it it is a bit annoying at times but I just kind of know it's just part of me and I've just got to go okay I'm not gonna obviously I have days where I mope about and I go poor me and feel sorry for myself and I let myself have those moments and then I go you know what like what am I gonna do spend my whole life feeling sorry for myself I can't you've just got to get back up and just do what you can do that's all anyone can ever ask that's all we should really ask like ask from ourselves is to just do what you can do and just try to do a little bit better each day but I feel like it makes you stronger as a person like mentally yeah well and physically because yeah you're going through this thing which you know not many people understand but mm. also having those periods of training is good as well because as yeah. we said in the other episode rest is really important mm-hmm. and yes you're resting you know not normal rest you yeah. obviously your body is very fatigued and stuff but I feel like if you know you could go to the gym every week and progress you know this pushes you mm. to want to go back to the gym when you're better yeah and like you know yeah exactly the way it's like you know yeah and I think it also helps being a coach as well because it really makes me be able to sympathize with beginners because especially like now with um, it being the new year and everyone kind of wanting to go get either back into the gym or start the gym. Like it really helps with my like sympathy towards beginners and starting the gym for the first time. Because I think we forget that what, I think we forget like how scary it actually was starting the gym to begin with. Yeah. Um, Like I always look back and I go, okay, well this is where I was and this is where I am now. But I don't particularly to a certain extent remember like when I first started the gym how scared I was I don't think whereas then um I tried to go to the gym a few days ago and beforehand I even messaged my coach and I was like I'm scared because I was just like I know I'm going to be so much weaker I know there's so much I can't do and it's it was just one of those things that I actually felt like a beginner again so I think that's like really nice because it helps me sympathize with clients it helps me sympathize with other people starting and it's just like you know what you've just got to I did everything that I like tell my clients to do like I wrote wrote down on my phone what I was going to do I said to myself look we'll go for half an hour 
see how that half an hour is. If you feel good, we'll stay a little bit longer. If you don't feel good, that's fine. We can leave. And I just really like went super slow and easy just to like ease myself back into it. I feel anxious starting back at the gym. Yeah. Even if it's two weeks. I mean, it felt longer than two weeks, but it's like, I don't know. I feel like when you're in the routine of going yeah, and then you haven't been in so long, it's like... I think it's more mentally than physically as well. It's a mental thing because you, you know that, okay, well, I haven't been in a while, which means that I'm probably not going to be where I left off. Yeah. And I think then it's just a case of you've got to try and like push, push forward with that and just say to yourself, okay, I know I'm probably not going to be where I am, but if I don't go back now, I'm going to be even worse off. Yeah. So let's just like pace it, take it real slow and just try and ease ourselves back into it. And muscle memory is a little thing. Yeah, definitely. In terms of chronic fatigue, I know I am so, so privileged with like, yeah, of course I've got chronic fatigue, but I could have it a lot worse. Yeah. Like so, so, so much worse. Like there's 25% of people with chronic fatigue, ME, are, are in like a wheelchair, they're bed bound. Yeah. And yes, I have been part of that 25% at points. Um, but I'm just like so grateful that like I'm slowly starting to get out of that like routine now and that I can do these things. And so, yeah, it's so shit when I can't, but I've just got to remind myself that hopefully this is not permanent obviously I know with chronic fatigue it can be a permanent thing but for me luckily I know that yes it may take one week to recover it may take six months to recover but I will get to a point where I will be strong enough to go back and do everything that I enjoy doing um and like even like something as simple as I managed to get well enough recently to go see my friends for new years and it was like just the best thing ever I, it was just so nice to be able to like go out and just see them again and like see people and just have like an evening to just like forget and just feel like normal and not fatigued and all of that and like I said I have good days and bad days it's a good feeling that you can actually go to the gym mm. um because the gym helps so much mentally yeah how I mean how's your mental health been like since I mean obviously growing up you must have been so like kind of frustrated yeah I think I was very confused and I just didn't I think when I was younger I did have more days where I was like why me very much so like of course (laughs) I know it is isn't it looking back now but it's just like it was just one of those it was just a process that I had to kind of go through where I was just like well why me and I'd see like especially as I got a bit older and social media became a thing I'd be sat at home and I'd be on my phone and I'd be looking at all my friends going out and doing all these things and I'd be like I really want to go do those things yeah and like I'm going to be completely honest there were times when I was off with chronic fatigue and I would know that it was so-and-so's birthday in like a few weeks time and in my head I was and it's probably the wrong attitude when I was younger and I had school and stuff. But when I was younger, in my head, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do as much as I can to try and feel better so that I can go to my friend's birthday party, not even thinking about getting back to school or anything. I was just like, I'm just going to try and get better as much as I can. And then I would kind of go to these parts. Well, there was this one party that I went to in particular. I went to it after being off school for ages. And obviously my friends were really like happy and welcoming, but there were people there 
who were like, what, like, not why are you here, but you've been so unwell, but yeah, yet you're fine yeah. to be at a party. Like, what? But it's like, yeah, I'm going to try and do everything I can to, to not miss out on things and to try and get myself better. Because it's FOMO, like, things. you know, when you're at, at that age, you don't want to miss out on going to these parties no. with all your friends and, like, you know, yeah. having fun. Like, and I think that's the thing is, like, like, in this particular, like, example that I'm thinking of, I went to the party and then afterwards, like, it's normal. I got ill again, like, not for, not for, not as badly, but I did get, I wasn't great afterwards. Yeah. But it was one of those things that my parents were, they're so, so supportive and, like, just have been incredible, like, growing up. Yeah, they've been so, so amazing and, like, supportive and stuff. And they would do, like, anything to make sure that I'm happy and, like, do whatever they can to try and make sure, like, I'm living the best life. (laughs) And so little things like that, like, they completely understood that, like, as a teenager growing up, yeah, of course I'm going to prioritise to uh, going to a party and boys and stuff over school aren't I like that's only normal and they wanted me to try and have like as normal like life as possible yeah like and some sort of social life like yeah exactly because yeah there like there were times my mum would I remember in a levels when I was unwell um most of my degree I could not degree thinking ahead most (laughs) of my a levels and my subjects I could do most of the work from home, but I did uh, drama for A-levels. And part of that was to actually, in order to get the grade, you had to physically be there in the lessons. That was a percentage of the grade was was just like turning up and putting your ideas into the group and stuff to kind of create the work. So my mum would, when I was like at my, like when I was pretty bad, she would drive me in for my 45 minute drama lesson to school she'd like sit in the car park and wait for me I'd like hobble in on my crutches um I would sit there for the lesson so that I could like I wouldn't I wouldn't be missing out on that percentage yeah. and then she'd pick me up afterwards and then drive me home so that I could do the rest of my like schoolwork from home and like just little things like that like it just meant so so much to me and stuff and like I don't know I think it's quite difficult for people to understand because I've said before like it is an invisible illness so so many people would look at me and go Grace you look great like you look fine yeah and I'd be like well thank you but (laughs) I'd be like I don't feel it (laughs) but it's also like mental health like mental health is invisible as well well yeah it can be um you know someone could look completely fine yeah but actually inside they're like suffering yeah I I think you can't you can't judge someone on how exactly yeah yeah I think that's actually like how mental health has kind of come to be more understood in the in like the recent years has actually almost helped people with invisible disabilities and illnesses yeah because it it like mental health unfortunately used to be a joke to some people like a long time ago no one one really understood it like yeah no one understood that exactly you look fine you are fine and so I think that has helped people with these invisible illnesses as well because people are finally starting to realize that just because someone looks fine doesn't mean they actually are fine and so I think that's definitely helped with like people understanding me and other people with chronic fatigue and other people with other invisible disabilities as well. So 
what would you say to someone who thinks they may have it but are unsure because obviously you know I felt fatigue like when I had like a virus I was fatigued Mm. and I still get fatigue how can you kind of tell whether it's just fatigue like kind of on its own yeah rather than like chronic chronic fatigue syndrome (laughs) yeah different yeah like obviously I I am not a medical professional just your uh, but my opinion on it I would say uh obviously go to a professional like a doctor and tell them your symptoms and stuff but also I think fatigue is a lot or chronic fatigue is a lot more common than most people realize um when I was younger no one had heard of it um but if you think you've got it yeah like I said go to a doctor but also especially with COVID at the moment and long COVID it's obviously it's not a good thing that COVID and long COVID has has happened but it it's kind of a good thing for chronic fatigue in the sense that long COVID is very very similar to chronic fatigue like so similar so they're actually starting to put a lot more research into it yeah and into chronic fatigue now because of it because so many people are getting it yeah I think it can be hard to differentiate and I think some mm. people might just be like oh I'm not gonna go to the doctor because it's just it's just fatigue yeah like, like oh I just feel a bit tired but yeah. actually like from me like feeling just a bit tired can really like ruin parts of your life and the quality of your life as well and like everyday activities like obviously yeah. if you are like a thousand and stuff for so long you can't even do you know go for a walk or yeah and like that's like that's one of the things that I found is like even like I think I was lucky in the sense like I never had like nasty comments really or at least to my face (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because you're sat here like oh my god I feel so sorry for you yeah but no it's fine it's fine but like you're a strong girl I'm a strong girl mentally and physically (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like there were points when so like, for example, when I use my crutches, I don't have a broken leg. I'm not going to stand there hopping about. Uh, but the whole point of the crutches are there to help me walk. So I remember like a guy coming up to me. He came up to me and he was like, you're not using crutches properly. Why do you have them? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, oh, they're just here to like help me walk. And he was like, but you don't have a broken foot. Why do you need them? <sighs> so I was just like, at the time, I was just like, oh, I just do. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to hop away now. <laughs> that, is, that would have pissed me off so much. And then, yeah. like, what, like, if I had it and I was younger, I would feel a bit, like, insecure and, like... Yeah, like, definitely. Yeah, of course. Like, and kind of, like, like I said before, like, I would never really openly state it to people uh, just because I was embarrassed by it. And I thought, okay, well, I'm like, I'm like the weirdo kid with, with the illness and stuff. Um, and like now, I mean, I don't scream it from the rooftops that I've got it. But if I start to like spend time with people, like, so for example, when we first became friends and we started to like hang out, I did tell you because I was like, you know what, if something does happen to me, I want you to understand. Yeah. And that's the same. Like if I start to hang out with like anyone new for like, after I feel like more comfortable I will just tell them and just be like heads up by the way I have this just in case and I think when I was younger that was a lot more important to do because these collapses would just happen like 
they did not care where they happened. Like the middle of the school happened. I was, I was walking to a music lesson and I started to feel unwell. And I kind of like, I think in my head, I knew mm. that I was going to have a collapse. So I sped up walking God. because I was like, just get me to a seat. Like, I just want to sit down. Yeah. And there were so many people around and like, you can't help it. Like I collapsed when I was at school in front of people and I was like, it is what it is. <laughs> oh my God. That must have been so hard to deal with. Yeah. But, and then that's the thing I think as well is like kids as well, you're, you haven't fully got your maturity there yet. Yeah. So you don't understand like what's going on to someone else. Like when you see that you go, Oh, has she fallen over? Has she fainted? Like what's going on? And then I obviously wouldn't go into school for a while. And then it'll be like, where's Grace? What, what's going on? <laughs> I feel like it's, I'm glad you told me because imagine mm. you collapsed like right now and like I wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't know like, what to I do. I would panic and like yeah. all of these thoughts would come into my head like what's happened? Yeah. So I feel like it is good to tell people. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you see them all the time. But yeah. also it's good that we have like this platform mm-hmm. to speak about it because it isn't yeah I mean I sort of knew about it I know some people who have it I'm not like extremely close with them but I kind of knew knew it existed a little bit yeah a little stuff about it I only recently found out that ME was the same thing yeah like there's so many more facts that I've known that I've you know Mm. yeah I know now than like like, from you and stuff yeah like an ME is yeah so ME and chronic fatigue is basically the same thing what does ME stand for ah I was really happy to say this I'll Google it. It is unpronounceable. Okay. I mean, I'm sure someone could pronounce it, but I definitely That's can't. That's probably why people say chronic fatigue. Yeah. Like... Oh my God. No. Yeah. I can't. It's my out. I'm not even going to try. Not even <laughs> going to try. I will absolutely butcher it. Um, we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> so you were very young when you were diagnosed. Yeah. And we've already talked about some of the challenges yeah. you had to you know, overcome. Yeah. Overcome. Is, is there any more that you had to? when you are younger like your priorities are so different to what they are now so my priorities at the time were like my friends and like like going to school not necessarily to do the work but like yeah. going to school to see my friends and stuff and like going to parties and and just like going out and doing things like I just kind of yeah like as fun as it was obviously every now and again being off school like I missed school and I missed my friends and I missed going to do things and stuff. And I think, yeah, I would say the main challenges from having that is for myself, it would be like not seeing my friends and like missing out on stuff. Like I found that really difficult and stuff. But then also I definitely noticed from like other people, like there were so many people that just did not understand it whatsoever. Like I even had like people go to teachers and say we think grace is faking it oh you're okay so um yeah there were a few girls in my year who went to um our house mistress saying yeah we just don't really think it's fair like grace can like leave school when she wants she can like go and have like rests and that's like in what are these called? Speech marks? Yeah, inverted. inverted yeah. <laughs> and like rests when she wants and like we don't think it's really fair. Like we think she's faking it. Um, which like at the time I was obviously 
so obviously this house mistress told my parents and then my parents told me that this situation had happened um and at the time I was obviously really upset by it but looking back now like like well, they were jealous because you were missing school but at the same time you yeah. weren't choosing yeah house. I didn't want to miss school like I was probably at a disadvantage in a sense and like especially with like my brain fog as well um this is why I'm like such a firm believer that like exams are such a bad way to oh, to like test students because uh-huh. with my brain fog there were so many times when I I like I just could not remember stuff um and obviously so I did a drama degree as well actually and then I did like all the school plays and stuff and there was a point we did I was one of the I was like maybe the female lead one of the female leads at the time and we did yeah we did a tech run this was maybe when I was in like year 10 or something and I had I was in the middle of recovering so I had like my crutches on the side of the stage just in case I needed it yeah and I thank god it was the tech run or dress rehearsal it was like one of those tech run dress rehearsals or something and I walked on stage and I knew my lines I did know them could not think of them for the life of me like literally just went blank which thank god it was like the dress run because it it, god if that was a real show that would have been so bad (laughs) (laughs) so much stress I know so like there's like little things like that that I found like challenging at school and I guess in terms like links back to fitness wise um like because of my chronic fatigue I wasn't a very active kid so I I mean like yeah not going to lie I have no hand-eye coordination whatsoever um I'm not ashamed to say it like just please don't throw a ball at me or like expect me to play hockey or something because it's just not gonna work yeah um but apart from that like physically yeah I would do what I could do but I was never going to be like the sporty kid at school because I like I physically couldn't yeah um so yeah I guess I guess this relates a lot to like my like fitness journey in a sense and I think it's kind of probably like important to say before we kind of get into like how I became to be a PT because it's kind of so shocking I think like just looking at it from like an outside perspective it's so shocking that like how can someone who has to be so careful with physical activity can then go and be a PT yeah like some people might think that it's like like the two kind of don't match up yeah and I completely get that like that it makes complete sense to me that and I trust me if any of the PE teachers from that I used that like taught me at school probably found out as PT now they would like be so shocked because I was just so not not sporty at all when I was at school and obviously now like as I've gotten older I have like managed to learn my symptoms and I have learnt what I can do and what I can't do and I really pace myself so that I'm never pushing myself to like past the point that I can do things obviously we haven't really delved into like all the science no behind it yeah I mean there's but I think like yeah I think it's important to just kind of get a perspective and an experience out there because like I said before everyone's is so so different and we will link there's a really good podcast that we've both listened to yeah um and we can link that in the show notes below and that kind of goes 
more into the scientific aspect of chronic fatigue and there's so much that I learn um, scientifically about chronic fatigue and kind of how all the chemicals and hormones and all yeah. of this in your body like you know yeah. that I would like I never knew before and it kind of like I understand why it happens but then I also don't understand why it happens at the same time like obviously yeah. there's no there's no diagnosis is there uh, I mean, so not diagnosis. Like, I mean, cure. cure. Yeah. So there's no, well, there's no known cure no, for yeah. it. Um, people obviously have been known, and like this is the one thing that I've always been told ever since I was eight years old is people have been known to grow out of it as they get older, and to a certain extent that has happened to me, which I'm really lucky. Yeah. Lucky for. I obviously still, to this day, have chronic fatigue syndrome. I still suffer with it or live with it, whichever whatever term you want to say because I don't want to say suffer with it because it feels a bit like meh naff but like you know what I mean I still have chronic fatigue syndrome it still affects me to this day I have good days I have bad days it still can affect like certain relationships I have like friendships relationships all of that kind of stuff like it it is such a massive like part of my life and I do think about it a lot like whether I'm experiencing it or not because I've got to be so mindful in order to like keep myself self well and like look after myself because you said you hadn't collapsed since 2017 yeah so what year did you start uni I collapsed in January of 2017 uh, um on my gap year and then I started getting better and then I went oh, to uni okay. in September of 2017 and then graduated 2020 well saying Ooh. this I still haven't graduated yet technically well as in I've graduated but I haven't had the graduation ceremony so which is super sad but I mean yeah with like corona and chronic fatigue and everything like I still managed to get a good degree so I was happy with that I did have chronic fatigue when I was at uni and like sometimes it would affect me I had one um luckily it happened over the Christmas holidays so it didn't affect my uni work too much um but I had one really bad episode I luckily didn't collapse but I was pretty much bed bound for a few weeks that was in that was the Christmas holidays of third year for me yeah so that was like the closest I've got to having a collapse at uni but yeah like I would just know to pace myself I'd know that yeah maybe I can't go on as many nights out as like I'd like to and maybe I can't go to the gym all the time and stuff but I managed to kind of make it work and I do think like going to uni being in that new environment and stuff was so good for me thank you so much for today's episode thank you so much for having me I was about to say um thanks for coming on but I'm like we're always here so um yeah no thank you so much for interviewing me um yeah I obviously have not covered not even half not even a quarter yeah it could stuff to do you could have talked for ages about it yeah with stuff to do with chronic fatigue um but obviously like we just kind of wanted to focus on my experience today um if you guys would like to know more then we definitely love to get like a professional on to to talk to us a little bit or if you've got any questions or if you're even struggling with it and um like just want someone to talk to my dms are always open um so yeah because yeah, I feel like we haven't talked a lot about the science behind it no um because I mean we're not sci- we're not health professionals. Yeah, like, this is thing is like we didn't want to cover part like we didn't want to cover something that's not in our profession. Yeah, or something so, we don't even. I mean, I, I mean, I don't 
know a lot of the science behind it I've kind of done some more reading and yeah. podcast about it and stuff but I feel like you know there's so much to it it's and that is the thing is like so much of the stuff that I was told when I was eight years old hasn't like either the advice has completely changed now or as far as I'm aware from what my doctors have told me there's actually not a lot of research to do with it currently so it is such like a like a crazy huge topic to cover and yeah I guess I can just speak from my own personal experience and what I personally know from it and what I've been told by my doctors um but it would I think it would be really interesting to get um a professional on to speak with us more about it if you guys would like yeah um, and even if like you experience chronic fatigue and you want to kind of share your experiences then yeah we'd, we'd love, love to hear it yeah we would um and yeah any questions ask grace if there is a lot of questions like very specific ones or any ones that we haven't covered then we could always do like a part two in the future. yeah we can definitely do a part two um yeah and yeah like like we said just message me if you've got anything that you'd like to ask or if there's topics you want us to cover in future episodes then message one of us as well um what is your instagram my instagram is at Rose fit with two t's at the end and my instagram is at grace petrie pt that's p-e-t-r-i-e thank you so much for listening guys thank and you. we'll speak to you very soon bye bye